Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the Word of God, which you heard of us, you received, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now, we were going through verse by verse in the book of First Thessalonians, and we looked in chapter two already. It gives the model of a fruitful ministry. And we looked at the do's. We looked at the don'ts. And now we're here in verse number 13, and we want to make sure that we understand that the word of God, number one, is inspired. God is the author of the book, not man. Paul didn't write the book. God wrote the book. He just used Paul to pen some things. And that's what we want to put our faith and trust in. Paul, not or God, not Paul, not man. Now let's go to 2 Timothy. Let's go over a couple of books to 2 Timothy. Do a little Bible study and we'll run some verses tonight. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter number 3. The Bible says in verse number 15, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. That's a good place to start from a child, knowing that the scriptures are holy. Then the Bible says in verse 16, all scripture was given. No, has been given. No, is given. That means right now all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And was profitable? No. Shall be profitable? No. Is profitable. In the present, at any time, all the time, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? Doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. The scriptures was given by God. The scriptures were inspired by God. This is how we have a fruitful ministry. This is how we have a fruitful family. This is how we have a fruitful church family. If we trust the word of God. And we need to trust all of it. Not just some of it. Not just what I agree with. And we need to be careful of. Approaching it with the attitude. Well, I think a better translation would be, I think a better rendering would be, I think, well, some people might care what you think, but in the context of God's word being inspired, I don't really care what somebody thinks. I want them to point me to the scriptures and tell me what God's word says, what God's word says. And it says in Proverbs 30, verse five, every word of God is pure. Not some of the words, every one of the words is 
pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. The Bible says in Psalms 12, verse 6, the, word, six, the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. How does something get pure? The more that it's tried, that's the analogy here. Silver gets pure and pure as it's tried. Those impurities, that dross is what's drawn out of it, gets rid of the impurity, and it just gets more silver is tried, the purer it gets. The more God's word is tried, the purer it gets. The more people try to get rid of the Bible, correct the Bible, amend the Bible, change the Bible, it just will just continually prove itself to be pure and pure and pure. You can't get rid of God's word. Heaven and earth shall pass away. My word shall not pass away. Not, they're not going to happen. We need to believe the Bible. We need to believe the book. We need to understand that God knows what he's doing. And he's given us every word that we would ever need to get spiritual help. You want to learn how to fix a car? Okay, don't go to the Bible. I mean, you can pray. Go get a mechanics book. And you're going to read that book. You're going to trust it. You're going to get your car fixed. You want to get some spiritual help? Go to the author of the book and believe it. You get some help. You get the help that you need. The Bible, uh, uh, ironically enough, becomes the only book that people go to that want to kind of have it. Well, what I think is, and my opinion is, but nobody does that when they go to the, their mechanic book, like we said. They follow the instructions and they don't question. The guy that made the car. God made us. He's our creator. Why is it we go to the Bible and we want to correct God? <laughs> so we don't want to take that mindset. The Bible says in Psalm 19, verse 7 and 8, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right. It's a right thing to want to follow what God says. And it should, what it says, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes, is right now. Not the commandment of the Lord was pure. Now something happened and we just need something else to be enlightened. Right now it is pure. This isn't past tense stuff. This is in the present. This is in the past. This is in the future. It is. It is what it says it is. God is the author. Second Peter, verse number one. Second Peter, verse number one. The Bible says in verse number 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Here it is. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake. As they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Did holy men of God speak? Yeah, you bet they did. They sure did. But who moved them to speak? 
God himself, in the form of the Holy Spirit, led those men to speak. God, in his Holy Spirit, led those men to record scripture. We have a divine author, and it's God. God promised to preserve his word. The Bible says in Psalm 12, 7, Thou shalt keep them, referring to his word, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Now, you can take it as that generation then, and you can take it all the way and run the whole thing all the way out forever. God said he's going to preserve his word. Why don't we believe that? If we believe that and we take that as our presupposition and we approach the Bible that way, we won't ever try to correct it, change it, or amend it. Again, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. We are not trusting a man to keep God's word. We're not trusting a scribe to keep God's word. We're not take, trusting a theologian or any type of seminary or any of this idea where man will somehow play a part in preserving God's word and keeping it in a museum and all this kind of stuff that God said he would do it. And we have to trust that he would. And he did. And we have it. We can hold it in our hands. We can believe it. First Peter 1 verse 23, the Bible says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. I guess there's some plants that you plant. and uh, Well, we know there's trees. They call them evergreen trees. They keep their green all year round. And there's some plants that you can plant. And, you know, they die off, but they really don't die because they come back the next season. And then there's other plants that you plant, you put them in the ground, and what happens? They die after the, after the winter, right? God's word lives and abides forever. Can't get rid of it. It's ever green. Ever green. We are not born of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Let's go over to Acts chapter 20 and let's read a few verses. Let's go back to Acts 20. Acts chapter 20 and let's get verse number 28. Acts 20 verse 28. The Bible says, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God. So are we going to feed, how are we going to feed the church? Is this a pizza party? Is this a lunch buffet? Is this physical food and drink? It's not. We're going to feed them with the word of God. So that's the feeding of the church. We have to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. That's important. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. 
Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things. They're not being fed the word of God. They're perverting the word of God. To draw away disciples after them. How do we know that they're perverting the word of God? Well, if you're speaking perverse things, that's one thing. And then if you're doing that to draw people to yourselves, that's another. And that's not feeding a flock. That's not using God's word the way that God wants us to use it. Therefore, watch and remember that the, by the space of three years, I ceased not to warn everyone day and night with tears. That's pretty serious. Look, people come and go in our lives. And people are going to come and go. This is a spiritual battle. We want to know if it takes tears, if it takes three years, we want people to know that God's word is inspired. You can trust it. We need to be careful and warn people. And it might even need to be with tears that people aren't eaten up by a wolf. That people aren't taken away by someone speaking perverse things and now they're drawn away. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word. I'd like you to look at this of his grace. The word of his grace. It's able to do some things. What is it able to do? Look at it, which is able to build you up. And to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and them with me. I have showed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. If God's word is preserved which I believe it is, and if he promised to preserve his word, I trust that he's going to keep his promise. He has. It's going to build you up. It's going to build us up. We have no need to covet anything. We have God's word. Let's hold that tight. Let's believe that. Let's trust that. Let's get built up by that. Let's get Luke 8 and 1 Peter 1 again. First Peter one. Luke chapter eight. All right, let's do Luke eight eleven. I think that'll work out better. Luke eight verse eleven. Look what it says. We're not going to go through the whole thing for the sake of time, but I want to draw your attention to verse number eleven. Now the parable is this: the seed is the word of God. Go through, it, it's never wrong, the seed, there's never anything wrong with the seed. It was great witnessing and door knocking this afternoon. Wesley, when he saw somebody was uh, tied up or busy or cooking, or he would say, let me just leave you with this and give him a scripture verse. And he said, thank you for listening, have a nice day. You say, well, how do you think that went? You think, well, I said, yeah, it's great. I said, 
you're planting seeds. You're sowing seed. The seed is the word of God. You know, when you're witnessing to people, talk about people of the Lord, it's not going to be one conversation. Praise God if it is. Most times it's not. It's a seed that's planted. Somebody else is going to have to come along and water that seed. But the seed is the word of God. Now go over to 1 Peter. Chapter number one. And let's get verse number 21. Watch what it says. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing that you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Through the spirit. Unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Woo, that's loaded. <laughs> We can really get some church harmony if we can obey that verse. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. The truth is God's word, the word of God, through what? The spirit. A lot of people have the truth. They have doctrinal truth, but they don't have the spirit behind it. An unfeigned love of the brethren. Man, love the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again. Here it is. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which does what? Liveth and abideth forever. The seed is the word of God. It's not corruptible, but incorruptible. Seed is not corruptible. Let's get John chapter 15. And we'll get Psalm chapter 19. John chapter 15. I am the true vine, verse 1, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, and that it may bring forth more fruit. Look at this, verse 3, I want, I want us to see. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. The world is dirty, the word is clean. That's what we need to get out of this. God's word, he is the author, not man. God promised to preserve his word, and God's word will not pass away. It's incorruptible. That's what we've been born again. The seed is the word of God. And now we come to the word is clean. World dirty. Word of God clean. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. People need to be washed in the word of God so they can become clean. World's a dirty place. That's why this Bible kind of scares some people. You go door knocking, it's a, it's a good idea to have your Bible with you. It scares people into listening to you. It's like, I mean, I'm just saying it. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Let's go back to Psalm 19. And then we'll finish where we started in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. But Psalm 19, let's get verse number 7. Psalm 
19, verse 7. The Bible says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise and simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, just in heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Right? We read that. Three more passages of Scripture here. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. What does all that mean? Can we look at this together real quick? I want you to really pay attention. This is important. Verse 7. What do we get? Wisdom. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making what? Wise. The simple. God preserved his word so that you can get wisdom. Look at verse number 8. What do I get out of that? Enlightenment. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. Man, the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes. Psalm 19 is chock full. Verse number seven, God's word gives you wisdom. Verse number eight, God's word gives you enlightenment. Look at verse number nine. Fear of the Lord is clean, going forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous. You get truth. What else do you get from the word of God? Righteousness. Man, Psalm 19 is just great. Yes, God preserved his word. Yes, God is the author. Yes, the seed is the word of God. Yes, it will make you clean. But verse 7 of Psalm 19, it gives you wisdom. Verse 8 gives you enlightening. Verse 9, it gives you truth and righteousness. Two more. Look at verse number 10. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Whoa, what do you get here? Satisfaction. There was an old song sung by some rock and roll group. I can't get no satisfaction. Well, you can if you're in God's word. And if you go to Psalm 19 and you look at verse number 10, they're satisfied. <laughs> More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. It's so much more desirable and it's so much more satisfying. The word of God. Verse 7, you get wisdom. Verse 8, you get lightning. Verse 9, you get truth and righteousness. Verse 10, you get satisfaction. It's so much more desirable. Verse number 11, it's the last word. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. God's word, loving it, desiring it, getting truth and lightning and wisdom from it, it's great rewards. Great rewards. People do a lot to earn rewards. They'll do things to impress a boss to earn a reward. They'll train and put effort and time into an athletic event to earn a reward. They'll practice night and day in the music industry to earn a reward. They'll study and study and study to earn an academic reward. Now, I'm not saying any of those things are wrong. They're good for someone's character for sure. But can we apply that same vigor to God's word? Man, verse 7, wisdom. Verse 8, enlightenment. Verse 9, truth and righteousness. Verse 10, 
we get satisfaction in verse 11, reward. Man, I want to trust God's word. I don't want to miss out on any of that. All right, let's finish. Let's go back to first forward to first Thessalonians. And we're in the second chapter. We didn't get far in first Thessalonians chapter two, but verse 13, I felt it was a good verse to stop Paul's in park and take some cross references and tie the importance of God's word. We can read it. We can believe it. I can hold it right in my hand. In my authorized version, in my King James version of the Bible, people get upset. You say that. What about the other versions? Well, they all say something different. You better figure out which one you want to put your stock in. Well, we can't ever know. Wait a minute. God promised to preserve his word. It's not going to pass away. It's clean. Every word is pure. Yet they all say something different. We're going to say we're going to believe a Bible. We don't know which one to believe. And you think the world's going to buy that? Well, there's all these different versions, and I don't know which one to believe. Well, come here, and we'll start. We'll help you. <laughs> going over those matters in more detail in 21. But for tonight, we're just drawing out some concepts from God's word to show us that he promised to preserve it. Where is it? I got one right here. I got it. For this cause, verse 13, also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Do you believe? I believe. Do you want the truth? I want the truth. I want to receive the word of God, which you heard, received not as the word of men, but as it is in truth. And what's the truth? That it is the word of God. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.